everyone. Welcome to another episode of Eco Lawn Science. Um, this one I was thinking about through the fall, kind of September, October, you know, at the end of the season, usually you do your repairs. Usually you have some type of, you know, you get damage from heat stress, drought, and in our case of this year, um, insect damage, fungicide, dog spots, whatever. And in the fall is when you want to rebuild. That's the best time to do the renovations. And the one that I love to do is, well, there's a lot of things I like to do, but power raking is a lot of work. It is brutal. Um, and people say, why do you charge so much? And if you ever watch power rake, you'll see why you've got to push this rake. It's heavy. And I say rake, it's a little machine. Um, and some are self-propelled, some are not, but you got to go back and forth and it pulls up all this junk out of the grass. It, it's like thinning it out, pulling out dead debris, just junk. And, and then when you're done, you have to go and actually rake every, the entire lawn up. Now, one thing that was tough this fall as we ran into was we got pushed later in the fall just because we had some snow here and there. And so we were doing them uh, last week. And so it's late, late fall, right? Almost winter and leaves were down. So we're not only power raking and getting that junk out, we're having to remove leaves. I mean, it was just kind of a pain, but it's awesome. And especially if you need it. Now, not everybody needs it. I know some lawn care professionals believe everybody should power rake every, every year. You know, I don't, um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's definitely has its place. It's, it's just one of the tools. It's like, it's like aerating, core aerating, or liquid aerating, or hydroceding. You know, there's a place for, for it, but I don't think it's that standard. Like, you should do this every year. So if you're considering, do I need it or do I not need it, um, don't rush out just yet. Um, but what happens is, yeah, at the end of it, I mean, some of these jobs, if they really need it, you'll have bags. I mean, I'm talking the 45, the massive contractor bags full of junk, of of clippings and, and debris and dead grass and so um you can always look back and you can see it's just really refreshed now the lawn will it will go a little yellowish afterwards a little bit of stress but then it recovers um and so sometimes people say hey you just powered my lawn a few days ago and it looks worse and that's part of it right sometimes you gotta get a little worse to get better but it's just awesome when you show up to some of these lawns and when we had a few where you're pull i mean we have one of those 2,000 square foot lawn. I think we pulled away six bags, full massive bags of junk. And you just realize like all that was preventing the water, the rain from getting to the roots, the fertilizer, you know, the sunshine, just everything. It was inhibiting the growth of this lawn, making it take, you know, it takes, it could take your lawn to the next level. Um, how do I know if I need it? It's going to really differ for everybody. They have a gradual, not a gradual, they have a general rule of thumb. It's like, if you have less than a quarter inch of thatch, you're okay. It's okay to have a little bit of thatch in the lawn. But sometimes it really depends. I mean, what does your lawn look like? Do you have a lot of shade? Do you have a lot of sun? It, are, do things break down naturally? Meaning, is your do you have the the organisms in the soil, you know, breaking down thatch properly, and, and are they balanced or is it out of balance? Do you leave your clippings? Do you break them up? You know, those are all the things that can that can lead into how much thatch you have and what you really need. Um, the best way to tell is they have a little uh, power uh, dethatching rake. It's called. You can get one for twenty bucks, and I recommend every every homeowner to have one on hand because sometimes you just have spots that you need to to repair. So it's just a good tool to have. It's a cool, crazy looking rake, and you just go over a little spot back and forth a few times, and it'll pull up a bunch of junk, or it won't. So if it does, you know I've got a power rake. This, and, and sometimes it's not that bad. Sometimes it's like ah, it's on the fence. You could do it, um, but you could wait another year. And it's not the end of the world, but it is just remember you're, you're removing so much junk that if you do need it, it will make the difference between a mediocre lawn and an amazing lawn. And what's awesome too is like, especially now, if you go ahead and power rake in the fall and then you seed on top of that, you know, it's, it's perfect timing because you've kind of got things cleared up, cleaned up, removed the junk and the power rake can leave little, little, little grooves in the soil. So you're kind of breaking up that soil layer enough 
the compaction so that when you put the seed in, you're going to get more benefit, uh, you know, from the germination. So awesome tool. Um, you can rent one Home Depot, 70, 80 bucks for a day. You can buy them, you know, for two grand, the Bluebird. There are, uh, I, I tested out some of these this, this, win this fall. There are some you can buy on Amazon for homeowners. It's like a Sunjo. There is, um, there's a few of them. And they're like 180 bucks. And you can order them. And they come to you in a box in two days. You can put it together in a minute and power rig. They do have a plug. They work really well. Like I was shocked. And some of these are more like verticutters, but kind of the same idea. A little bit different, but you're still going to pull up junk. Um, and some people need that verticutting more than the power raking. A lot of people don't need the power raking. They just need that, that more that verticutting, that, that slicing, that opening up. Um, but these, like I tried that Sun Joe and actually did an amazing job. I actually kept a couple on the truck for clients that had really steep hills in Park City that we just couldn't get the machines in and out. We pulled that out. It's so light, you can grab this with one arm and lift it up um, versus a machine that's, you know, maybe 600 pounds. So definitely a better experience. That being said, it's definitely not commercial. We did one in the ground, was frozen in the morning. It was just cold and all the, and everything, like parts were just flying off of it. So you can, when you push it, it, it you know, I, I'm, I don't want to call it cheap, but it's it's not the sturdiest thing. But again, if you're a homeowner and you got a power rake, you know, once a year or hit little spots, 180 bucks, you can't go wrong. Um, but but those are cool little units. So just again, one more tool to have in there. But if you had like one of those or the verticutter, that would be cool to kind of run over each year. And that's going to take as much time as power raking, and it's not going to pull up as much. It's kind of a little bit of a different focus, but it will pull up some. So if you were to do that every year, you probably could avoid even needing a, a you know a really intense power raking, and that's the idea. You know you want you don't want to have to go in and do anything intense really at any point. You know you want to maintain it, keep things good. But anyway, enough of that. So power raking is awesome if you need it. You know also called dethatching. Uh, different tools you can use. My favorite time to do it is the fall, a little bit earlier than November, like early October, and then seed right after, and makes a huge benefit for your lawn often can help more than even aeration in some situations. All right, that's all I got. See ya.